Hi, this is Damien Christoph from 100 Not Out and The Wellness Guys. Become a change maker in the health industry today. All you need to do is enroll for the functional nutrition course and become an internationally recognized expert on the vitalistic philosophy of food and nutrition with our friends at the Functional Nutrition Academy. Register now and receive a six-week bonus accreditation course providing you with the business tools to start and grow your own business and a whopping $1,000 discount. So don't delay and start your health career today at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Ben Ceccarelli. Uh, ben has an Instagram account called Dinner for Mary, and has just released a book by the same name. Um, it's a really cute concept. It's all about the healthy paleo foods that he cooks for his wife. So I'm looking forward to having a great chat with Ben about all things paleo and cooking and maybe even relationships and fitness and a whole range of other things. So welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks so much, Brett. I'm really excited to be on here with you. Ben, I love the concept of your book. I just think it's really, really super cute. Um, I'm sure you have like women all over the world just going, ah, because um, <laughs> it's just this awesome concept of like just this awesome healthy food that you're cooking for your wife every night, and uh, and it's such a beautiful thing to be able to share. Uh, I think it's such a loving thing to be able to share such beautiful healthy food with your loved ones, with a partner, family, you know, the whole works. And so I think so many people listening to the show will relate to that beautifully as well. Um, so can you tell us a bit about how this all came about? Sure, yeah. Um, so my wife Mary and I uh, have always been health conscious, I would say, uh, and we're always you know, doing things to become more fit, working out at the gym, things like that. And we discovered paleo through a CrossFit gym that we were going to about eight years ago. Uh, they were doing a paleo uh, food challenge where people would go on the paleo diet for 30 days and then whoever had kind of the biggest fat loss or the best results um, won some sort of money and bragging rights. And so we were hesitant at first to do it because we were eating the traditional American diet. Uh, we thought even though we were doing the healthier version of that, we didn't really understand. We didn't think that by cutting certain things out like grains and dairy that it could be beneficial. We thought it was kind of crazy. It sounded like a restrictive thing rather than making something better. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't until the, comp- the competitiveness in us kind of got the better. And we said, well, let's see if we can win this anyway. So we decided just to do it. And about three weeks into it, we were both shocked at how our bodies had changed for the better, uh, how our uh, mood had changed or sleeping or energy. Um, I tell people that I remember about three weeks into the the challenge, I got out of the shower and I looked in the mirror and I, I was like, wow, I can see my abs for the first time ever. Even though I was going to the gym all the time and, and eating what I thought was healthy, this is the first thing that I'd ever done where I felt like there were actual results, like real results that I could see and feel. So even though we didn't win the challenge, um, there were other people that 
had a lot further to go <laughs> than we did. Um, we still were really excited about what it did for us in those 30 days, and we decided to try and continue that uh, for the long haul. Nice. And it, it's amazing yeah, how many people started a CrossFit box. Um, it's, it seems to be a common yeah. story where people sort of that that. Uh, CrossFit and Paleo just seem to go hand in hand and, and often people discover the two of them together or as a result of each other, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think that's because when you're doing CrossFit, it's so intense and it's really hard on your body and so the goal is to keep inflammation down and one of the best things about the Paleo diet is you're not eating those foods that cause traditional inflammation in people um, and that that's something that we still continue to make sure that we reduce the amount of inflammation that we're doing to ourselves. Yeah, nice. So, um, obviously, you were pretty health conscious right from the start, Ben. So, where did that come from for you? What what made you uh, start to think more about um, your health and what you were eating and how you were exercising? Well, I it was I was a lot bigger when I was in high school. I was playing high school football, and I was uh, I'm six one, and I was probably close to two hundred and thirty pounds because I wanted to be as big as possible for that sport. But then when I graduated and I was a lifeguard in the summer and I was out with my shirt off and I, I was realizing I don't need all of this excess bulk. So I started really paying attention to what I was eating and you know my fitness more. But like I said, uh, even though I thought I was eating you know the healthier version of the American diet, it really until we started eating paleo, it couldn't compare. I mean the the amount of change that I've seen in my body since being on paleo is leaps and bounds more than any diet or nutritional plan that I was doing when I was younger trying just to get into shape. So I think basically what I'm hearing, Ben, is the other lifeguards were getting more attention than you on the beach and so you decided you wanted to make some changes. Is that pretty much how it went? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely definitely always starts as, you know, I want to make sure I look good with my shirt off. And then as you start getting into it and you know, as far as what we did, we actually got like blood work done to see uh, how what the changes were with eating paleo to you know our insides. And after you kind of get those results back, and and we've we had doctors tell us like I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, you keep it up because this is some <laughs> of the healthiest blood work I've ever seen. Then that gives you like that extra motivation to keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a bit about what you were doing then in terms of your, you, know, you said you're on the healthier version of the standard American diet, which as we know yeah. is very similar to the standard Australian diet. So you know, what, was, what did a typical day in the life look like for you? Well, it was oatmeal in the morning um, or if I had some sort of like bagel or something, it was going to be whole wheat. You know, it, it was that mentality that, okay, if I'm going to eat grain, I'm going to make sure it's like sprouted wheat or whole wheat because that's what we're told is the, the healthier version. So any sort of bread product, it was like whole wheat. So if I had a sandwich, it was whole wheat bread. Bagel was whole wheat bagel. Um, and like I said, oatmeal in the morning. And then I would kind of have sam- a sandwich in the day or uh, a wrap with like a whole wheat um, sort of tortilla or something like that. And then for dinner, it was, you know – it could have been pasta or it could have been chicken or steak, but always some sort of potato side or bread side. So it's very bread heavy. And then, of course, um, with you know, you try to stay away from the sweets, but you allow yourself every now and then to have ice cream or cake or something like that. So I guess to sum it up, it's 
uh, trying to take like what you think is the healthiest version of what everyone else is eating. So whether that's like eating the, the wheat for the bread or just having, you know, one piece of cake rather than two or three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, great. And and obviously, so you change from that into a paleo diet, which, uh, you know, I guess initially is always a pretty big uh, challenge. You know, I think once you've been doing it for a while, you realize it's pretty easy and pretty manageable and, and you don't really feel like you're missing out. But when you right. first start, uh, there could be some challenges there. So what were the hardest bits for you and what did you miss the most? Well, I think that in the beginning, we were very basic. Um, even after the 30-day the challenge was over and we realized we were going to need to start doing this for the long haul, um, the first month or so was still just grilled chicken or you know, uh, ground beef on, uh, in a skillet with some sautéed vegetables. It's very, very simple stuff. And I think what happens to a lot of people when they go on diets like this, they start craving those foods and those meals that they were able to have before like the pizzas, like the pastas, things like that. And a lot of times it's what it causes them to revert back to those types of foods. But um, this kind of leads into how this whole Dinner for Mary thing started because I had a much shorter commute home from work than my wife. Hers is like crazy. It's like two hours sometimes. So I was oftentimes the one getting home and starting dinner first. And it became a regular thing that I was the one that was making dinner. And my background is, is in art. I'm a professional artist. I'm an illustrator. I'm an animator. I'm a graphic designer. So I am very creative. And when we hit that mark of craving those old meals that we used to have, um, I got really creative. And I started going on Pinterest and some other websites and searching paleo versions of different meals and foods. And I really like found my niche right there of, of just creating paleo versions or healthier versions of our old standard meals in this new way. And I would, it, it kind of turned into an obsession. I would go into the grocery stores and I'd be able to, you know, go through the aisles and look at different food items and in my head start putting together like, oh, I could put this and this and it would make this meal. I think I could do macaroni and cheese without cheese and macaroni if I did this and, you know, nut <laughs> cheese and, and different things. And then over the years, um, there are more and more brands that have been coming out to make that whole process easier, there's paleo has become so popular now that there's some really great brands that cut my prep time in half because I can rely on them for a lot, a big part of some of the meals. Um, so I was, I was getting really into creating these really cool meals, and I started posting on my Facebook page and my Instagram page all of these fun meals that I was making for our like-minded friends to, you know, be jealous about and. I would always start each post with dinner for Mary because I was making the food for her. And everybody loved it. They loved the way the food looked. They loved the whole concept that, you know, here's a guy who gets home from work first and he's the one making dinner for his wife. He's not just sitting on the couch waiting for her to get home when she's exhausted and expecting food to be ready. So I had some people tell me, hey, you should really uh, take all of this great content you have and then just focus it into one social media page, like one Instagram page. So it's all, it all lives in one place. And I thought that was a great idea. So, so I did it and, uh, it was really fun and I, I still get a kick out of doing it. I love, I love being able to post the meals that I'm making. And, um, pretty soon I had people asking for recipes and for, uh, if there was a cookbook available. And so I just decided about uh, a little less than a year ago that I was going to start on this idea to create the dinner for Mary cookbook. Um, because I used some pretty, pretty 
you know, cool, inventive ways of, of getting those meals and making them. I use some cool gadgets in the kitchen that not a lot of people use, like an air fryer. Uh, so this would be a great resource for those people who maybe are cur- curious about eating this way and don't really know how to get started or curious about a new way to cook certain foods. So, um, yeah, it's been a labor of love. And I finished the book uh, in June, so a few months back. And it's been it's just a great experience to see people that are buying the book, that are cooking from the book, and that are really changing their lives. I mean, I've had such great responses from people. Uh, I even had one guy send me a private message on Instagram saying that uh, his marriage was kind of, you know, a little bit rocky. Uh, He and his wife were going through a rough patch. And he was inspired by my cooking and, and the whole concept of cooking for my wife. And so he decided to start making some of the meals that I make. And he said that it completely changed the relationship. His wife saw him in a new light and they're doing much, much better now. And for me, that's it just it's so amazing. The idea that I kind of changed somebody's life for the better just from, you know, doing what I thought was a great thing in my life. They were inspired and now their life is benefiting. I just think it's so great. That's great. That's great. It kind of reminds me of that saying of, you know, the way to your wife's heart is through a stomach, you know, it's uh, yeah. feed, feeding someone. I mean, usually I think it's the man's, the man is usually what's used in that quote, but I think it works both ways. You know, when you, when you can make someone some, some food and, and some loving food and, and love them with their food, I think it's such a beautiful thing to do. So, um, Ben, before you started this journey though, and before you sort of started this paleo, uh, were you a cook? Like, were you someone who was handy in the kitchen? Were you someone who used to often cook meals? Or was that something that became a new thing for you as well? I'm, I've been cooking for myself since college. But it, it, in no means am I a professional chef. I never went to culinary school. I've never worked in a restaurant. Um, and the meals that I was making back then were like George Foreman grilled chicken. Uh, you know, I could make burgers. I could make, I could put a steak on the grill, things like that. It was nowhere near what, what I've been able to teach myself. So it really uh, has been a learning experience for me. There's been a ton of trial and error, a ton of error that you know gets has got has gotten thrown away over the past couple of years. But <laughs> right, you, I've been able to take that. You can't go that. there, Ben, without telling us some of your best ones. Like give give us oh. some of your biggest bloopers. Okay, so the, <laughs> this one was a terrible, terrible idea, and it was during the whole stage of uh, trying to figure out how to make pizza paleo. Um, which, which now I'm, I'm very proud of my pizza recipe. It's, it's fantastic. I use tapioca flour to make a crust. It's amazing. Most, some people who aren't even paleo say they would rather eat that than regular pizza. It has such a great flavor. But before I figured out how to do that, I was on Pinterest and, uh, there were some posts about a meatza, <laughs> M-E-A-T-Z. Yeah. And it was using, um, boiled chicken breast that was then ground up and mixed with egg and some spices to form the crust. So you're making a crust of a pizza out of chicken meat and then you're topping it with, you know, the tomato sauce and, you know, whatever. Um, I, I use like this, this brand of dairy-free cheese that's made out of nut cheese, but, uh, you know, whatever other toppings you put pepperoni. And so I loaded this thing up with, with all the toppings and everything and we cooked it. And when it came out, it was just just so too much meat. It was it was just so meaty. There was no 
sense of what pizza should be at all and it was just a disaster i mean it was it was a disaster it's so funny i've seen these meatses getting around on the internet and i've heard people raving about them like some people love it and uh, i've never actually done it myself like i just haven't quite been able to get my head around the idea and i'm sure there's listeners who do it and love it who are going to message me on you know post onto the That Paleo Show Facebook page and tell us how they do it and why it's so good. But I haven't done it yet, so I'm, I'm, it's amusing to hear, to hear you yeah, talk it about was, it. it was an epic how you it is kind of how I imagined it in my head, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going into it thinking, okay, this is, this is going to taste nothing, nothing like pizza, it'll probably more like, be more like chicken parmesan, then yeah, I, you might like it. But if you're really craving pizza and you take a bite out of chicken breast, I mean, it just doesn't doesn't really translate. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, what about um, tell us about the blood work? Because you mentioned that earlier, and I'm really fascinated to hear um, what sort of tests you got done, who you got the test done by, and what sort of changes uh, you saw in your blood work. Sure. Yeah. So, um, before we started eating paleo, my wife suffered from migraines. Um, she had high blood pressure and high cholesterol, and she was in her early twenties. And so she was the, the one to really push the idea of we should get blood work done um, and, and check to see the results after eating this way. So uh, after about six months of eating paleo, I think it was somewhere around six or eight months, she got her blood work redone. And it was like night and day. Um, she, went through, she went through just her regular general practitioner who set her, who set her up with um, Quest. It's a company that does all different sorts of you know, blood work and things like that. And they test your cholesterol and you know triglycerides and your um, LDL and HDL and all that. And the the ratios were so flip flopped. Her good cholesterol was high. Her bad cholesterol was low. Her triglycerides were ridiculously low. I mean, it was like if if you know they're looking for anything less than a hundred, hers were in like fifty. You know, it, it's just it was really eye opening. And and then I recently. Um, I try to do my blood work every um, couple of years too, and I recently had my blood work taken a few months back now, and it was it mirrored hers. It was my triglycerides were like 44 or some some crazy low number, and also my my good cholesterol was nice and high, and my low, bad cholesterol was nice and low, and that I attribute to eating the animal fats and you know the avocados and the good fats in foods and staying away from the grain and sugar. I mean, I think that's just a huge part of it. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to hear you talk about your uh, your doctor's responses to that because uh, you know I see lots of people in my practice, and whether it be through their chiropractic care or whether it be through the changes they make in their diet, um, you know, often they go to their doctor really excited, wanting to tell them about the changes they've made and, and what's made the positive difference. And probably the most common response they get is, "Oh, well, it can't be that. There must be something else going on." <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, the the biggest reaction came from when my my wife got her blood taken that first time, her blood test that first time. And the doctor that she was dealing with uh, was notorious for having like a very kind of cold bedside manner. You couldn't really read him. He had like a really good poker face. And he walked in with her results and the look on his face, she thought, oh no, like this is not good news. And he just threw her results down on the table and said, I don't know what you're doing. But I've, I have not seen blood work like this in my entire practice. Like for someone your age to have, you're like a, um, he, he said she was like a, like a professional athlete. Like everything was just off the charts in the positive direction, especially from what it was before, you know, where it was like, wow, you're, you're in danger with high cholesterol and, and high blood pressure and all this stuff. And then just to have it completely do a 180 like that so quickly, 
um, is really crazy. But for me, uh, I've been doing this so long now that I don't get the reactions like that anymore because my doctor knows what I'm all about and how healthy I am. So there, it, for me, it's more of just like, yep, this is still working. Yep. Everything still looks great. Yeah. You're, you're doing great. Keep on the same track, you know? And do you think this changed your doctor at all? Like, do you think it's changed what he recommends for other people or she recommends for other people? I hope so. I don't know. That's a great question. I hope so. I mean, I know I have some friends that are doctors and uh, a handful of them kind of believe in what I'm preaching, which is, you know, trying to cure yourself with food. And uh, there's a lot of things that you don't need prescriptions for that you just, if you change your diet and the way you live your life, you could overcome them. But then there's also a bunch of doctors that still rely on, you know, the drug companies. So I don't know. I really hope so. I really hope that um, as as these things become more mainstream, I know paleo is becoming more mainstream every day. And, I, and hopefully that starts really bleeding into the medical wor- world and that people can start seeing really good results with just changing their diet. I really hope it goes that way. Yeah, I'm sure it's made a difference. I mean, I, I can't imagine the doctor seeing those results wouldn't, you know, at least start thinking more openly about, you know, some of the different options as well, which has got to be a good thing. So, yeah. let's talk a little bit about Mary, because uh, she's obviously kind of the, the central point to this whole story. So, I'd love to yeah. for you to tell us a little bit about um, how she went when you first, well, I don't know actually if it was her or you who first suggested the idea of going paleo, but how she went when she first went paleo and how she feels about this whole process of, you know, dinner for Mary becoming such a big deal. Well, she she is the type of person that is a skeptic at first. Um, she she wants to see the proof is in the pudding. So it was really important for us to get that blood work done for her and to do the thirty day challenge initially because she wanted to see if this was something like that was real. But she's the type of person also that once she believes in it, you can't stop her. And she is such a proponent of paleo and the uh, the way that I cook and that we eat, that she has gotten so many of her friends and coworkers to uh, buy the types of foods that we're doing, to eat the way we're doing. She's I, th- I think she's like the greatest salesperson when she believes in something because when she gets her hooks in you and she starts telling you about what she's doing, you can't say no. So she she's a big, you know, advocate and believer in this. Um, she loves the idea of the dinner for Mary. Um, she doesn't really, you know, want the limelight. She, she wants to make sure that all, you know, it's all directed on me. I'm the one who's doing the cooking. And sometimes it gets confused where people just see her name in it and they think that she's the one that's making the food. She's like, no, 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 it's not me. It's my husband, but she loves it. And she really loves that story. I told earlier, she loves the idea that there are people that are benefiting from just what we, we kind of stumbled upon, you know, like people that are changing their relationships, changing their lives, changing their health. She loves that. And she now tries to promote my book among her coworkers, not for a selfish reason of selling a book or anything like that, but now there's an actual physical guide where somebody who may be struggling with their weight or their health that needs some direction with nutrition, they now have like a physical guide that they can turn the pages, find recipes, find ingredients, go buy it, and make really, really good meals for themselves. So she's my biggest fan and biggest supporter. 
I love it. I love it. And I reckon there's probably a whole bunch of, well, women, but probably guys as well out there thinking, well, of course he loves it. Like, you know, if my partner was coming <laughs> home cooking me dinner every night, I'd eat just about anything. You know, I wouldn't care what they were making. So um, let's talk to them, Ben, and I, probably it is particularly the women, you know, and they're probably sitting there thinking, well, how do I get my husband to come home and cook for me each night? Have you got any tips for them? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I get that all the time, especially at our CrossFit gym. Um, you know, some of our friends that are women, they'll say like, okay, so you made dinner for Mary, but are there any leftovers for Stephanie? You know, like <laughs> things like that. So we have, we have a bunch of friends that I, I've kind of deemed like Stefano, Ste- uh, leftovers for Stephanie, leftovers for Kim, some other friends of ours that will get like the scraps left over. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that, you know, in this day and age, if, if you're a guy, if you're a girl, if you happen to be coming home first, you know, you want to start dinner. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're a guy or a girl, like, like in our case, I'm, I'm the husband, I'm the man, but Hey, I think it's great. You know, if you want to put forth that effort and, and start making home cooked meals that are nutritious and delicious, like your partner is going to love you that much more. And it happened for me and it, and it definitely has happened for a bunch of other people that have told me their stories as well. Yeah, I, I can absolutely concur, Ben. I mean, I, I do most of probably the cooking in our house and and I love to cook now. And, and there is probably the reason I asked about whether you're into cooking before is because I probably wasn't really that into cooking before. And uh, But yeah. since sort of going paleo and since sort of getting into it and, and sort of learning how I could really love and nourish my body and love and nourish my kids through food and, and obviously now love and nourish my partner through food, it's just, it's totally changed the way I think about it and the way I think about cooking. And, and I, I love it. I, I love doing it. I love having the opportunity to to love and nourish my family in that way and it's it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do and and it does you know like you said it, it sort of it comes back at you as well you know it does get very much appreciated and uh, and it makes for a you know a happier more harmonious relationship i think absolutely and and you know mary's told me numerous times that uh having me be in the kitchen and whether she's in the other room or you know close to the kitchen just makes her so happy knowing that there's you know good food being cooked and that i'm the one cooking it and that love is being put into the cooking. Um, she actually found this quote that apparently um, Buddhist monks believe that when someone makes you food, they put part of their chi or their energy into it. And if you have that love going in there, the people eating the food, they get that. So they feel that energy as well. And I, you know, I, I just love that idea that whatever you're putting into the food, your, your energy, your love gets felt by the people eating it. And you know, we don't really go out to dinner to restaurants anymore, mostly because the food I make is so good now, and we would only get disappointed, I think, at a restaurant. But also, you know, you don't really know what they're putting in the food at the restaurant. So when we have friends over or friends want to get together for dinner, sometimes I'll go over to their house and, and I'll cook in their kitchen, you know. So I'm I'm kind of like a traveling chef now, <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's such a beautiful thing. We often have sort of similar conversations around the dinner table and, and often sort of, you know, the rhetorical or somewhat rhetorical question of, you know, what's the secret ingredient? You know, and the answer usually is love. You know, it's just that idea yeah. that, it's, that it's lovingly prepared that just makes it taste all that much better. Um, so, Ben, you know, I think probably as a result of this, uh, and you've sort of mentioned this already, but you've probably become somewhat of a relationship guru to many people who follow you as well. That, you know, people are starting to think, hey, this guy seems to have it all together. He's doing the right things here in terms of his relationships. So, you know, aside from cooking dinner for Mary, uh, have you got any other relationship tips you'd like to share with people? Uh, this kind of goes along with this whole cooking for your wife thing, but, um, you know, if you if there's a part of your relationship where 
you know, usual gender roles may like take the lead, but in your specific relationship, if it might be easier for the guy to do, whether it's laundry or grocery shopping or whatever, or maybe the the woman can take the lead on something that, you know, traditionally a guy may do. I just think that, you know, it's a partnership where you have to be there for each other and you have to pick up the slack where the other person needs help. And it's all about just lifting the other person up. So you, you just, I would say, you know, for everybody's relationship, if they can look at it objectively and say, hey, maybe I could do more here, even though that's traditionally something that my wife does or something that my husband does or whatever, I think that um, that relationship will only get stronger. I love that. Yeah, so a concept, I think that, you know, love is a verb. It's it's something you do. And the more you do of it, the more you, you benefit from it and you gain from it just by the act of doing, let alone from what you get back as well. Yeah, and, and it's just, it's a great feeling to know, like, you can do something like that for your significant other. I mean, like just for the cooking because we're talking about it, but that's a that's a gift that you give every time you do it. You know, it's almost like everybody loves getting a present. Well, you're putting a plate of delicious food in front of your favorite person and you get to do that every day. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just a great thing. Yeah. And and the affirmation you get when someone loves something that you've lovingly prepared. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love actually it's funny because um, this, this book, the, this first dinner for Mary cookbook, um, like I said, I've been working on it since November and, uh, I, I was really driven and I was working on it in all my spare time and I finally got it done. And now that it's done, I'm already thinking about, you know, uh, uh what the next one could potentially be. But one of the things I thought would be really cool in the next one is for every recipe to have maybe two pages of pictures of Mary eating that food. So you get to see what I see when she's eating the meals and see how happy it makes her and, you know, with the food in front of her before she eats it, maybe one mid eating it. And then like a picture of her with a clean plate, this all smiles. I think that, I think that would really resonate with people too. (laughs) That's really cute. Hey Ben, I love this idea. I'm sure everyone else is going to love this idea too. So uh, if everyone wants to check Ben out, then make sure you go and follow him uh, on Instagram at dinner for Mary. And you'll get to see some of the amazing recipes and see some of the stuff that he's been up to there, but also, you know, head for his website, which is dinnerformary.com um, and also you can get the book on Amazon um, so you can go to Amazon and get Dinner for Mary from there as well so uh, mate I think people are going to love this concept they're going to be all over it um, so well done it's a great concept Thank you. it's an even better thing that you've been doing for all these years of, of cooking the dinner and sharing it and, and sharing that love which I think is a beautiful thing so well done mate Thank you very much. And, and I just want to say one, one little thing at the end yep. uh, that you know, even if people don't buy my book or don't do paleo or whatever, I really encourage everybody to look at the ingredients that are in the food that you're eating. Try to eat real foods. Try to eat whole foods. Try to eat ingredients that you can pronounce. Um, there's so much crap that are put in our foods now. And I guarantee your, your life will change for the better. You will feel better. You'll live longer. You'll be healthier. It's, it's so important. We are in control of what we put in our bodies. So just take, take control of that and you, you will be so much happier in your life. Beautiful. I love it. And I reckon the other thing I'd add at the end of this one, Ben, which I think is important is just start somewhere. Like, you know, if there's yeah. guys out there who are like, well, I don't know where to start in the kitchen. I don't know how to cook. I can tell you I was there. I probably still am there. <laughs> and but, but like, just start, just find something simple you can start with. Like, I think for me, it was probably just barbecue. Like, I would just put yeah. some meat on the barbecue. I put a whole bunch of veggies on the barbecue. And, and like, I can do that. Like, anyone can do that. You chuck it on, you turn it over once when it gets kind of brown and then you're done, you know. It, 
it's simple. Exactly. And once you've That's- got one thing that you know you can do, then it's like you've got the rest of your life to think of a second one that you can add in. You know, but but it, gradually you just start adding in. Well, hey, now I've got two things I can do, and it it does get easier. And as you said, the more you do it, the more you start to get creative with it. Like I find myself now thinking, oh, I wonder what combination of herbs I could put into this. Like I would never have thought that in a million years, like five or ten years ago. So um, just start somewhere. I think it's a really important thing for for probably guys in particular, but for everyone who doesn't, uh, you know, isn't used to cooking at home to understand. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And especially with um, YouTube and there's so many resources, you can easily just like watch a video for two minutes and be able to cook something amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can jump on Instagram, go to at dinner for Mary. You know, That's lots right, of stuff there. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, mate. For everyone else, uh, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.